Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. All right, we're back. This is our number three. Weekend Fantasy Update today. Yeah, it's a combination of Fantasy Sports today. Weekend Fantasy Update. Week 19 in the NFL. Divisional round playoffs. Still covering lots of stuff. The head coaching changes. uh, Breaking down uh, games. uh, DFS lineups. Uh, We got uh, Cam Stewart's going to be joining us uh, at some point this hour to talk a little uh, betting action regarding uh, these games here. Uh, and we were just talking a little Adam Gase. And you actually had some news regarding Jason Garrett that you saw come across there, uh, Jim. Yeah, Roto World is saying that Dallas is going to try and extend uh, Jason Garrett in the offseason and keep him just a little while longer. How do you feel about that, George? <laughs> well, that was no shock when uh, once, he went <laughs> a, once they got into the playoffs and uh, they won a playoff game. Uh, even I can't fire him now. Uh, that being said, even, I'd like to. Scrooge, even I can't. <laughs> well, come on. I mean, does anybody really think Garrett's a great head coach? He's better than he was five, six years ago, sure. You know, Barrett, mm-hmm. Garrett has been by the book. You know, Mr. By the Book. Fourth and two, punt, mm-hmm. punt, 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 punt. Every time, yeah. except for the past couple yeah. of years, finally he'll take some chances. You know, he's starting mm-hmm. to realize you can't just punt all the time. Uh, so I'm not a Garrett guy. I'm sure he's a very nice man. <laughs> I'm sure he is. As a football coach, once again, I would put him at being nice in the average category. I don't think he wins you games. I don't think he makes the right adjustments at halftime. I think he just sticks to his game plan over and over and over again. I think Chris Rashard is a good reason, uh, is a big reason why my defense is playing so well this season. Uh, a new hire. You know, I, I'm not a big Marinelli guy either. Uh, certainly not a big Linehan guy. So, uh, but once again, this is Jerry Jones. He wants to be a part of the team. You can see the puppet strings behind Garrett during the press conferences. You know, J- Jerry Jones is involved in all the meetings. Do you think when Bill Parcells was there that Jerry Jones was in these meetings? Get the hell out of here. You know, there's no way this is going on here. We all know what's, go- what's going on with the Cowboys. Listen, it- it- it's hard. It's been going on 25, 25 years since Jimmy Johnson left, 23 years. You know, it's tough to realize you've got a, a, an owner who wants to be, you know, fully involved. He's a full-time GM. You know, we, we made fun of GMs early, how they never lose their jobs. Well, hey, 
And Mr. GM Jerry Jones should have lost his job decades ago for how bad mm-hmm. he's been. So that's it's not a surprise. Uh, I expect that he wants to keep Garrett, and he got what he wanted. He would have been forced to get rid of Garrett if Dallas didn't make the playoffs this year because you know the fans and media just would, wouldn't have uh, stood for anything less. But the fact that, once again, Dallas got in, won a playoff game, means Garrett stays, probably gets an extension, and, you know, I cry for a little bit. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> I don't want to see you cry. Uh, we got to give. Oh, well, I don't drink, so I, you know what am I going to do? Uh, I, I guess do what works, right? Whatever works for you. If you need to cry, go ahead. Nothing to uh, be ashamed about. Hey, I got a prop bet for you regarding uh, the, uh, the some of the major running backs for this weekend. Who? will record the most rushing yards this divisional round weekend. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, plus 190. Todd Gurley, plus 300. Or Marlon Mack, plus 350. Uh, Okay, so wait. uh, Elliott, Mack, who was the other guy? Gurley. Gurley. Oh, Mm -hmm. Gurley. Um, You know, I'm going with Elliott. I I think he's going to see the ball at least 30 times in this matchup and just put up yards. I I, I think I got to go with him. I agree. I did. The only way I wouldn't go with Elliott is if you believe the Rams are going to get up early. You know, the Rams mm. going to get up 14 nothing, 14-3 early, and the running game goes away. But I think what Jim said is correct. I think they're going to give the ball to Elliott every chance they get. But see, wait, this is what I agree with. Everybody, you know, everybody's saying, oh, yeah, if they get up early, then the running game goes away. But fortunately for Elliott, he's now a big part of the passing game. Mm-hmm. But that won't help this bet. That's a good point. It's a rushing bet. Yeah, good point. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. All right, then. Hey, uh, sticking with this game, Jared Goff, what do we think about him? It's, it's just a general question. But, you, you know, first of all, you look at his numbers. Uh, he's uh, a lot better at home as opposed to on the road. And I was looking at his numbers after uh, – What's his name? What's his name? Cooper Cup uh, went down with an injury. Uh, his numbers really took a, a, a nosedive. I don't know if it's uh, you know through, through week ten, uh, twenty-two touchdowns, six interceptions, hundred thirteen quarterback rating. That's with Cooper Cup. After week ten, when Cooper Cup went down, ten touchdowns, six interceptions, eighty-three point nine quarterback rating. Uh, Jim. What do you think about uh, Jared Goff and, uh, you know, his, his home away splits, his splits with or without Cooper Cup? Are you concerned about him? Would you uh, shade, shade him or fade him out of a DFS lineup? Uh, look, I, I have. I don't, I don't think – I think I have him in two out of all the lineups mm-hmm. I did this week just to, to take that chance. But it's really not so much him. And it's the way, you know, the defenses have, have finally started to curtail this great offense. Look, they, they went mm-hmm. into that Monday night game, put up a great game, had a bye week, came out of that bye week, and seemed to be totally flat. Defenses all of a sudden playing four deep on the backside, taking away those deep passes and getting up in Goff's face, as George was saying before, you know, and taking away that middle where he – couldn't step up into that pocket, which is what he was doing all earlier season. Um, and, and that was hurting him. There's no doubt about it. That last month, he he, he definitely looked confused. He was rattled. Um, I think, you know, hey, look, McVay is that good. If he's that good, if he really truly is that good to be the guy that everybody's clamoring for, then he's got to mm-hmm. come up with a different game plan to attack this game. And that's what I'm waiting to see. I want to see if he does do things differently, if they – you know, shake it up a little bit here in this game to even take it to a different level. Uh, and I, I think I will. I, I, absolutely. They know that that wasn't working 
uh, over the last month of the season, so they have to do something different. And I think that's going to be the interesting take here. You know, Goff, hey, look, with the, the players around him, if he doesn't get taken out of the game by game script, meaning either they have a big lead and he doesn't have to throw much, uh, or, you know, Gurley is just taking the game over, then he's mm-hmm. going to do fine with those weapons around him. But there is that concern. Yeah. Any thoughts on Goff uh, there, Mr. Uh, Kurtz? It is a uh, maybe it's a coincidence, maybe not. But since a uh, little, little Cooper Cup went down, he's had his issues, which I find kind of mm-hmm. strange. I mean, you still had Gurley with you, so teams weren't able to play the pass. Yeah, you, know, you still mm-hmm. had Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, and uh, Josh Reynolds. Uh, we keep talking about. I like him as well. So I'm surprised mm-hmm. his numbers have taken a dip uh, without Cup. I understand Cup is very, you know, very, very good. And Gurley didn't play the last couple of games, and maybe was hindered uh, since he got hurt in that game versus Kansas City. But uh, I was surprised. That, uh, you know, he hasn't looked as good uh, later in the season. Long season, it happens. He may be in a slump. But this is where I think that bye week comes in handy. Yeah, where McVay mm-hmm. is able to work with him during that week, get him on track. Yeah, yes, they didn't know they were going to play the Cowboys, but they were able to get his mechanics going again and maybe get his game going in the right direction. I think, like I said, I'll say it again. Dallas needs to hit him in the mouth. I think if Dallas wants to be successful, they need to get in his face, hit him, let him know the rush is coming, and it's coming all mm-hmm. day long. And I think that'll be a, a big, a big uh, feather in their cap if they can do that. But we saw last week. You know, with lesser receivers. Now, this is Baldwin and Lockwood are nice guys, but, you know, it's a lesser offense there. But Russell Wilson was able to hit these deep passes. You know, Goff has a, you know, he has better receivers. They'll be able to put more pressure on the Cowboys here, especially with the deep ball here, and they will try to do so. So I like Goff today. I mean, it's, I don't like him over the other guys, the chalk guys, it's Luck, or Mahomes, or Breeze. But I have him as number, mm-hmm. as number four on my quarterback list here because I think they're going to take their, they're going to take their shots because I think Dallas is, I'm not going to say they're going to sell out to stop the run, but they're going to look to stop mm-hmm. the run from first, which could mean play action pass is going to be wide open. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, before we get to any more uh, head coaching changes or uh, games, why don't we uh, take a look at a little bit of the uh, go back to that mock draft, uh, switch it up a little bit. Uh, we took a look at uh, briefly at round one of that draft. Any other uh, uh, issues that you had, George Kurtz, with that uh, round one? In round one, like I said, the biggest issue for me by far was uh, with Dane. Yeah, I, I heard it like okay. that. And then, uh, you know, I guess we already talked about the Smith-Schuster. There's no way I'm taking him eighth overall. So, mm-hmm. Assuming uh, Jim's right that he's doing it just to be a talking point, fine. Uh, Mike mm-hmm. Blewett, uh, the Steelers fan, took Connor at seven. But I don't know if I have an issue with that. Connor was really mm-hmm. good uh, when he was healthy, so I don't have a problem. Uh, Julio Jones at nine, Gordon at ten, Thomas at 11. Devontae Adams, I think, is a gift for uh, Ronas at 12. Because uh, I, I, I think Jim said it earlier, he would take Adams as his number one wide receiver. I think I would too. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he's right. most reliable out of all these guys. I think the passing game will be better next year. So no, I think my only two problems, and I think uh, once again, I think Jim's probably right. These probably guys who did this just to be uh, so they can be talked about. With Le'Veon Bell at two, Smith Schuster at eight, neither pick would I ever make in a million years. All right, uh, then uh, Ronis. Uh, at the turn, he took Devontae Adams at number 12. At the turn, he took uh, Nick Chubb. Uh, as far as I remember, you, you were pretty high on uh, Chubb, weren't you, Jim? I like Chubb, but not that high. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. You know, I, again, it, it's more nothing against Chubb. I mean, he ran great uh, once he got to the starting role, and that was the reason they were able to let Carlos Hyde go. 
Um, mm-hmm. They knew what they got on him, but the problem is they just don't pass to him enough. Uh, that early mm-hmm. in a draft, I want, you know, running backs, I'm looking at pass-catching running backs, especially talking PPR leagues, That you know, that's what the basis is. I, I want a pass-catching running back early. I'll take these running backs that don't really catch a lot of passes a little later, but not mm-hmm. in the first two rounds. The fact that he took Nick Chubb over somebody like David Johnson, to me, uh, I thought mm-hmm. my pick at David Johnson was a steal at that point midway through the second round. Look, I know what everybody said, but this offense was terrible this year, and he was still the ninth best PPR running back in the league. Um, mm-hmm. And that was with a terrible offense. You know, with, with them bringing in new people, I have to think this offense has got to be a little bit better. And if it's even, you know, 15% better, then David Johnson is going to be right up in that mix again, you know, in 2020 when we're talking about top five, top six running backs. So, mm-hmm. you know, and to, I like the idea of taking Nick Chubb, but I think they need to get him more involved in the passing game before I take him that early. Yeah. Uh, next couple of picks, George. Uh, uh, second pick of the second round, we had Tyreek Hill, followed by DeAndre Hopkins, and then Antonio Brown. Uh, are you kind of surprised uh, with that? I mean, DeAndre Hopkins not being a first rounder. You think would would you put him in the first round? Uh, yeah, of course I would. Uh, once mm-hmm. again, it looks like, uh, but he, these guys go in the round two. Yeah. All right. So Chubb, yeah, yeah. Uh, Chubb, Hill, Hopkins. I would have taken Hopkins above Hill, probably above mm-hmm. Chubb. Uh, and yeah, I think I'm above Melvin Gordon as well. Certainly above Smith Schuster. Uh, I, I think mm-hmm. I Hopkins. Like I said I'm not taking above Adams. I think Adams is going to be my number one guy. And I have no problem with Julio mm-hmm. Jones. If, you want, if that's where you want to go, but he mm-hmm. falls no further than that to me. Antonio Brown, sort of a wait and see until we find out where he ends up, and then I can make that determination there about whether or not I'm going to take Brown above him. But uh, yeah, Frank sort of got a gift here. Hopkins at what mm-hmm. 13, 14, 15th overall. I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. He really to me is probably a top eight player. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, uh, like we said, we had Antonio Brown. Uh, Davis Maddock took Damian Harris. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, say that he thought this might have been a dynasty league or whatnot. But uh, <laughs> uh, Mike Blewett then uh, <laughs> followed through with uh, Adam Thielen. Now, Adam Thielen, man, he started out like a house of fire, uh, Jim, and we've talked about it. Then he kind of really slowed down. Uh, I'm, I'm have to, I have to think that uh, he uh, was probably – he had some uh, – his injuries that he was – you know, the listed on the injury report were a little bit more serious and slowed him down more than what we expected. Uh, I think calf was was one of his uh, major uh, injuries that he was dealing with. But uh, do you uh, like him in terms of, you know, if this is a full point PPR, by the way. You like him uh, a, a better than a, a Stefan Diggs? Oh, I do. Uh, again, mm-hmm. you know, I think it was the injuries. And didn't he have a hip issue as well? Um, it might have bogged yeah. him mm-hmm. down for a while, you know, and I think mm-hmm. that really came into play. But I, I mean, what his first what nine games or ten games? I mean, he, he just was just gold, positively mm-hmm. gold. And you know, I, with the full off season to get healthy, I'm not worried about that. So I absolutely have no problem with with Thielen at that point. Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, Kurtz he took uh, David Johnson, pick 18 overall. Uh, what do you think about uh, David Johnson? Well, I think Jim got a gift from God. I mean, come on, I know uh, he had a bad year and all, but come on, uh, Johnson that late? I mean, that, that's, a, that's a no-brainer. That, that's a gift. Like I said, Hopkins, uh, mm-hmm. I, as far as guys who fell, Hopkins fell, uh, Johnson fell. Listen, I know Davis is making uh, 
you know, talk about picks here. Smith, Schuster, Harris. Mm-hmm. Neither one should go above either one of these guys. Uh, so, yeah, you got you to give them God there. I, I'll ask Jim this question, though. You took Kamara one, took Johnson two. Did you want to take another running back, too, or is it because, once again, uh, he fell to you, you have no chance, no no choice? Oh, yeah. Once I saw David Johnson was still available, I had to take him. I mean, it was, this was a bad year for this offense. And, again, he was still number nine uh, tight, you know, running back on the season. I can only expect it to be better next year with an off- offensive coach coming in. So, yeah, I, I – I, I was looking at wide receiver, and actually, you know, if we get into round three, where I took a, a different position, um, I, I actually didn't like the way it ended up working out, starting with the two running backs and then going tight end in round three. After that, you know, my wide receivers got a little iffy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because after David Johnson uh, at 18 overall. Uh, Greg Sussman took uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Does that kind of surprise you how far Odell Beckham Jr. has fallen in in drafts, uh, Jim? Uh, or basically, it's uh, you know the, the injuries on top of you know his uh, histrionics, we'll say. Have, well, uh, it's really the, people... there's, there's one fact that comes into play here. He's mixed 16 out of his last 32 games. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's half, one full season mistaken, out of right? two. That's yeah, half. one full season out of two one. he hasn't okay. played. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I get it. Middle of the second round, I, I, you know, it makes all the sense in the world. I can't take him in the first round until he shows us he can be healthy for a full season again. Mm-hmm. And uh, Scotty Angle took the first uh, tight end off the board, Travis Kelsey. What do you think of that pick, uh, Kurtz? Uh, I don't believe in taking tight ends early, so I won't do it. Uh, mm-hmm. He got the best one, so I don't have an issue with the pick, and his team looks pretty mm-hmm. good as well. But uh, I, you know, I'm not going to go in that direction. I'm going to take. He took Elliott in the first round. I would have taken. Uh, I mean, Evan, I haven't done the cross to so see who was available there, but I would have taken probably Evans, Hilton, they those yeah, guys. He was, next. Next. he was taken next. Yeah, they, even they AJ, next, AJ yes. Green was uh, was still there too. I think I'd have had mm-hmm. to go in, in that direction, taking my top wide receiver there because it was going to leave you mm-hmm. a little bit of a hole at that position. Right. Okay. All right. When we come back. Keep on breaking down a week 19 in the NFL. Uh, we have uh, Cam Stewart that's going to be joining us at some point this hour. He's ready. He's, he's ready. He's waiting. He's the man. We'll talk to Cam when we come back. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Sports Radio Network. 
Well, this is some good uh, headbanging music there, guys. Is that Gabe singing? Guess not. Sean, is it? <laughs> yeah, there you go. There okay. you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Joe Galena here with uh, the Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, George Kurtz. Uh, Cam, are you with us? Cam Stewart, Raging Redhead. Hey, Joe, how you doing, buddy? How's everything? You know, I was uh, I was telling uh, I was telling Jim that you know you know how to talk Taz too. So you know you guys. Could, uh, <laughs> you see, <laughs> love Jim. Jim, I gotta ask you a question too, buddy. When I was Uh-oh. on there with the Goon Squad, uh, where'd you get your headset at? Mine is basically I'm hanging. A, I got it wrapped around my neck because it doesn't stick on my big fat pumpkin head. I was wondering <laughs> what kind of headset do you got there, uh, Jimmy? I got the one that they sent me from from the studio. Uh, this audio box, uh, USB box, and the headset they that Mike sent out to me. Yeah, I'm using theirs. I don't know. What's uh, the name brand? Because I got to go on audio one. Audio Technica. Audio Technica. Okay, perfect, perfect. Okay, you how see? you guys doing there? Uh, is everybody good? <laughs> We're doing great, and so happy to be speaking to you, uh, uh, Red uh, Red Heat, uh, Red Rage. <laughs> red Rage. I love something. Brent, Brent, some Brent's, Brent's yeah, homicide there. That yeah, was, yeah. Great intro. Wicked Bunny uh, Fantasy Sports today, and uh, we can fantasy update and really happy to have you with us uh awesome weekend we got ahead of us of football right and i was telling the guys it's the last uh football weekend where we get four games to watch so you know yeah you're you're right joe this is this mm-hmm. is the one after this it, 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 it kind of gets sad you know what i mean mm-hmm. after that you know you're waiting and waiting but this this is perfect you know i, lo- I love this weekend it's probably one of my favorite weekends uh, next to super bowl and by the way uh, i talked to gabe i'm coming back to new york for the super bowl too so joe hopefully we'll awesome. meet up yeah. then uh, yes, yeah. flying in on saturday and i thought i know uh it's in the afternoon i'm gonna go right to that sports book maybe you can uh, make your way up there and we can all like yeah. get together for a drink play play a couple ponies and some games and have a good time Definitely, yeah, definitely will. I'm sorry that we didn't get to see each other last week, but I'm glad you're coming right back. So uh, what, what are we thinking about this week's games? I guess we'll start yeah. uh, with uh, today's uh, the uh, game that starts at uh, I believe it's 4.35 Eastern time. The Colts are traveling to Kansas City. I have the uh, Chiefs as a five-point favorite, and uh, the uh, over-under 57 suggesting that this could be the highest-scoring game of the day. Yeah, I, I can tell you something, Joe, and I see some line movement in this game, too. I'm seeing some totals that uh, even down as far as 55 and a half in this one, 56 and some other places. And uh, actually, you know, uh, usually I'm, I'm, I'm a vibe player there, Joe, but I'm going to go with some empirical data, too. I'm taking the under in this football game. I know it's probably not going to be a popular pick, but uh, just doing some research in the Randy Andy Reid era, 3.08 less points by, scored by the Chiefs at home, and opponents are held 6.25 points less in this game. Also, it's going to be a little bit frigid uh, I could see the, uh, the defense is actually playing better than people anticipate and I'm, I'm going to take the under in this football game I got it at 57 uh, I was thinking Colts all week but I see a lot of public money coming in on the Colts I'm a little bit scared now to pull the trigger so I'm probably going to do a teaser uh, Joe and we talked about those on the night show I, yeah. I, I think you, t- you bring Kansas City down to you know uh, plus one if you want to do a six and a half pointer with uh, under 63 I think there's going to be less points than people think and if you like the Colts I feel more comfortable getting them at, uh, as 12-point underdogs than 5-point underdogs. What do you think there, buddy? Well, we were just talking that uh, I like 
the Colts and the points, and uh, I kind of like the under. I believe George, George liked the under too. He thought, uh, George, you could speak for yourself. Uh, you thought that the uh, Chiefs uh, would Long Island rage, right? That uh, the Chiefs yeah. would come out a little tight. Yeah, no, I agree. I uh, I like the under. I like the under at 57, more or less now that he got it down to 56. Uh, mm-hmm. I just don't think they're uh, – I think they're going to be tight. I think there's going to be some turnovers here. And uh, Kansas City with their history of not uh, – you know, we, Jim and I talked about it earlier. Yeah, they've won – they have won the, what, a home playoff game since 93. You know, mm-hmm. the uh, Colts have won as many playoff games in Arrowhead as the Chiefs had in history, which is just – Mind mind blowing for me. So yeah, I like the under here. I don't think quite as many points. It's a playoff game too. I think defenses play a little better. They'll they'll game plan better here. I think it'll be decently high scoring. I don't think it's going to be a fourteen thirteen game, but I don't think it's going to be forty thirty either. I don't need forty thirty, but give me thirty seven thirty one. I'll be happy as hell. I think it's going over, guys. I do. Look, I get all the talk about you know it's a divisional playoff game, and you know Mahomes is a a young starter getting his first playoff experience. You know, I get all that. There's little snow on the ground. The field might be a little muddy, might be a little bit breezy. I get all that. I don't care. Um, I just don't. You know, while while. Kansas City has been a better defense at home. They're still not a good defense uh, in mm-hmm. any way, shape, or form. They were hoping to get Eric Berry back this week. Doesn't look like that's going to happen. Um, so, you know, that is what it is. I mean, it's not like he's played much at all this year anyway, but still would have been a big, you know, boon for their defense to get him back. So that doesn't look like that's going to happen. Um, and, you know, with the way that Mahomes is playing, the way that Luck is playing, uh, I think this ball is going to go go down. It's going to be in the air most of this game. Um, for all those reasons, and you know, I, I just don't see it. I I understand what you guys, what everybody's saying about the under, and there are Cam. There's quite a few people talking about the under now, especially people getting you know afraid of the snow. Uh, mm. I just don't think it's going to be that huge a detriment. Usually, snow favors the offense more than it does the defense, anyway. Um, so I I just you know I, I don't know. I like these these big games, and I think it's just going to go over that. Yeah, you're getting a bad number two now. That's another thing. Like, I, I don't want to do that, like, just to have action on the game. Because if you didn't get it at 57, getting it at, like, probably 55 game time, we've seen these steam movements there, Jim. A lot of the time it lands, like, you lose by, a, a, you know, half a point, a point. It happens all the time in college basketball. Morenci and I talk about it all the time. These big, big moves usually doesn't go very well in this game. But I'm starting to think the Chiefs will win this game. I'm just not sure if they're going to cover the spread, though. A lot of right, people yeah. that I respect, too, a lot of good gamblers. And I've never seen this before, guys, in the divisional round. All all the public money, all with the dogs. The pub, mm. Every single underdog is taking more action than the favorites, and it's usually a favorites weekend. So right. it's going to be pretty interesting. Yeah. I think the Chiefs win, but I feel comfortable with the Colts in a teaser to plus 12. But I think the chefs get it done at home. Yeah. I agree with that. I think the Chiefs win. Uh, I think the Colts make it close. So what about tonight's game? We have the uh, Rams at home against the Cowboys. I have them as a 7.5-point favorite, 48.5 over-under in this game. Uh, Cam? Uh, 48.5, yeah. You know what, Joe? I'll tell you, I'm not doing this just because me and Kurtz are going to be working in the future. I, I love the Cowboys in this spot. How about them Cowboys? And I know, Dave, you work with the Goon Squad there with Corey, and uh, basically he's like a booster for this team. You know, it's a, he's president of the fan club. Uh, doesn't kind of sees this team through rose-colored glasses, but I really don't care about the Cowboys. But I like the points in this matchup. I think their defense is going to do enough to rattle Goff. I think Ezekiel Elliott's going to be huge in this game. Just big, big chunks of yardage on the ground. I think the defensive tackles for the Rams guy 
guys like Sue and Donald, they're going to over-pursue. I think it's going to open up some things, and I really think the Cowboys can linger in this game. And I, I, if the Rams win, I think they squeak out a win. I love the generous points at 7. On my book at 7.5, that's a huge hook. Sign me mm-hmm. up uh, with, with Parson and the rest of the gang. How about them Cowboys with Kurtz? I'm taking uh, Dallas to cover. <laughs> the only thing I'm going to say about that whole soliloquy is, you know, Parson is a booster for Dallas Cowboys, and luckily for him, he has to sit on a booster seat. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, look, I, I totally agree with you on this. On, on the Dallas side, I love the seven and a half points. I, I think it's huge, uh, especially with the way the Rams have been playing the last month. There is, I, I do have some concern that McVay brings out a few new wrinkles based on the fact that the offense wasn't moving well last month. He's had a, you know almost basically two weeks to to rectify that, and I do think we see some new wrinkles out of this offense. But I, I still. Dallas is playing too good, and as long as Dak keeps his head on his shoulders and doesn't make any stupid turnovers, I, I think they have a really good chance of being in this game. I think the Rams win, but I think Dallas covers that number all day. Yeah, I like the, the Dallas to cover as well, and uh, alluding to what uh, Cam had, had brought up with the defense. I mean, they showed that you could beat the Rams. you got a double-team uh, Aaron Donald, and uh, you kind of you leave uh, Dominican Sue exposed. Yeah, he hasn't been himself, you know. So uh, we'll see. I, I say run the Kurt- ball straight at on. Uh, yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. Just running power, straight power at run. Mm-hmm. Like Ezekiel yep. Elliott with that offensive line and the guys they have back. I think there's a huge advantage for Dallas. They want to turn this to an old school fight. Like we're going to punch you in the face. The Rams mm-hmm. are flash, and Dallas is more like hardcore old school. I think if they play smash mouth football, they can wear down the Rams, and that could open things up for Prescott enough to make a lot of plays. I wouldn't be not be shocked, Joe, if uh, Dallas won this game outright. They're plus two eighty five on the money line it might be worthy of a sprinkle hmm. uh what do you think we got a, a prop bet uh, at least we saw ezekiel elliott 97 and a half you taking that over or under over oh yeah big time yeah, i'll yeah. look for the co- i'll look on my book too i haven't seen it yet they haven't posted combined you know how they do like the 124 and a half combined yeah he's, rushing he's at and receiving. And a, yeah he's at 134 and a half on FanDuel. I, I like that, Jim. Uh, I think yeah, at 134 and a half, I think it passes out of the backfield. He might get 70 or 80 receiving. So uh, I, I'm, I'm definitely down with that prop, Galena. I think that's a, a great play. And uh, it's going to be interesting today, guys, man, with all these with all these underdogs. The one underdog that I'm kind of getting off now is Indianapolis. It's weird. I just, I'm starting just to think that Kansas City, everyone's waiting for Andy Reid to gag. And, oh, this playoff team. And, oh, they're 1-5 they're and 1 ATS in the last seven overall. And they've been bad. Down, you know what I mean? Not covering these big numbers, but I'll just tell you the, the Colts were on a nice little tootsie roll. But I think Kansas City oh, yeah. at home, they'll be ready to go. Sammy Watkins there too. Lots of options. Hey, but the rookie quarterbacks have struggled, guys. You know, first time playoff yes. scenarios this year. Watson loser, Jackson loser, Trubisky loser. But I think Mahomes he puts one in the win column. He's at a different level than those guys are anyway. Exactly, the way he's played this year. Uh, he seems so calm and poised no matter what the situation is. And you just don't, you know, the other guys, look, I'm not even going to put Lamar Jackson in, in that category just because he's just not a pure thrower yet. And, you know, you can't rely on his, his rushing game to beat every team, especially when you start to see him uh, for the second time is what we saw. Plus the fact that the offense didn't change a damn thing from the game two weeks ago. That really bothered me. How can you be a head coach and not change the offense at all? Um mm. So I don't even put him in that category, but I, I think Mahomes is in a different category anyway. I don't think this game rattles him. I, you know, I just think both sides put points up on the board, and I think it could really come down to whoever has the ball last. 
Yeah. And uh, per Evan Silva at Rotoworld, uh, Colts run zone coverage, highest rate in the league. Uh, in the last five games that um, Holmes has played against running zone uh, teams that play uh, zone defenses, 14 touchdowns for Mahomes against zero interceptions. So uh, that that is in his favor as well. Uh, tomorrow's games there, Cam. Got the uh, Chargers and New England in New England. Uh, Patriots, a four-point favorite. Uh, 47 is the over-under. How do you see that game, uh, you know what, uh, Joe? Uh, there's a lot of things. I know I just got to know you this year. There's not many things I hate more than New England. I hate. I hate. I, hate, I, absolutely, I absolutely detest the Patriots. Uh, some nice I know people. you don't like the, the Penguins, right? You don't like uh, who else? Don't you like Sidney Crosby, right? There's another guy yeah, I think you don't like. Uh, he's, he's a Canadian, but he whines too much. He whines too much. I like. I like those old school players. But I'll tell you, you know what, Galena? Uh, it's just I'm taking the Chargers. Gabe and I talked about it. Joey Bosa and that pass run. I, they, all they have to do is get to Brady, but I'm very aware. Yep. Every game I've watched this year, and Joe with the Jet, the Jets game, a little touch to Brady, flag, flag, flag. Every right, time, right, right. Every time, and you can, you can, I don't want to be the conspiracy guy, but I'm telling you, <laughs> they will get calls in this game at home. The referee who's doing the Patriots game too also did a little dug a little bit deeper. Ron Tober, mm-hmm. Patriots four and ATS in games that he's done with them. They win and cover every single time. I'm worried. I really want Philip Rivers to get that monkey off his back, but I'm telling you guys, I am so scared of the Patriots getting called in this game. It happened against Jacksonville when they played them. It happens every single damn game when they're at home. They're 8-0 at home for a reason. They get things mm-hmm. done, but they also seem to get help from the referees. What about the Chargers, too? Do you think the NFL wants these guys playing games in front of like 20,000 people? Gabe and I talked about that on the show. There's a lot of factors that say Patriots, but I think the Chargers with that defense and their special teams has improved. They got good kicking last week in Baltimore. Desmond King's a monster returning the ball. Give me the points with the Chargers, but I have a feeling I might regret this one. There have been conversations already that if the Chargers win and host the championship game, that they're already looking at other venues because they don't want to play in that stadium. What so they're joke. they're already you know talking about. Why don't you just stay in San Diego, NFL. Jim? Wasn't it wasn't it fun? <laughs> Philip Rivers takes a damn helicopter or, or or whatever to get the practices. Anyways, him and his nine kids are still in San Diego. Like it's just, <laughs> I tell you, man. So you don't need two LA teams. Well, whatever. Like you know, this is this is a, it's a business league as much as anything else. But uh, I, I just really believe in that uh, Chargers front four with Ingram yep. and, and Bosa, and I think they can really wreak havoc on the on the Patriots. I'm just really worried that good old Tom gets calls, he gets touched, wah, wise to the ref. He's the only quarterback I know that gets to go in the huddle with the referees and have chats with these guys. How's your family? Oh, things are good. Oh, okay, okay. It's you know, it's not Tim and Aaron Rodgers. When, when are you coming over for dinner? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, I'll see you tonight. Thanks. Yeah, that's pass interference. Throw me, throw a flag. Like Brady works these referees hard, and you got to hand to him he does everything in his power to win and a lot of the times these guys listen Hmm. hey i I have one big question though when was the last time you know especially in the playoffs that the patriots were in a game that had the lowest over under on the slate yeah that tells you that tells you how good uh, the chargers defense is or how scared the bookies are to to put a bigger number out there now that's the thing I, i this game might be slow they're talking about the conditions it could be the one thing is not snow. Jim, you mentioned it earlier, wind. And right now, mm. I think that game, when you're looking at it, projections of like 15-mile-an-hour winds, that changes everything. You saw the wind in the Chargers-Baltimore game. It wreaked havoc mm. on Baltimore. I know they didn't really have a good game plan, as Jim, you mentioned, but uh, Lamar Jackson was uh, scared, to, scared to throw the 
Paul, like he, that those wins were lethal. So uh, we'll see what happens, guys. I really want to take the Chargers. What do you think, Galena? Like uh, betting against the Patriots doesn't get people rich. Right, but I, I'm with you. I'm with the Chargers in this one. I even think hey, they I, could. Uh, uh, what about you, Jim? You said, I, I'm like just going to put up one one point. Yes, I do love the I love the Chargers. I think they're just a better overall team at this. What point. about Long Island and, Rage? <laughs> but I do have one question. I, what I'm seeing, I don't know if you're seeing somewhere different. I, I use a site called NFLWeather.com, and they're saying it's only going to be four mile an hour winds throughout the game. Perfect. In New Perfect. Mm. Man, might so have to go on that over. Have any play? All right, quickly, the uh, Philadelphia New Orleans and New Orleans, eight-point favorite, the legend of Nick Foles. What do you think in, uh, in that game, Nick Cam? Yeah, this one, uh, I, I like the Saints all week. I'm starting to think Philadelphia, but what I like more now is the over in that football game. I think both teams are going to put up points. It's going to be a track meet in that game. That total's too low. Yeah, it could be uh, a and game I like where the Nick points. Foles is I like the points the ball a lot. Yeah, yeah, I'll take Philly plus the points, too. Yep. All right. Cam, enjoy Thanks, the rest Cam. of your weekend. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate Take it. Take care, guys. Talk to good you tomorrow. Some money, yep. And I'll see you guys you for go. Super Bowl. Have a good there one. There you go. Looking forward to it. Thanks. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. on the water, a little deep purple on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. One of my favorite bands. Like them too. Weekend Fantasy Update today. Joe Galena, Jim Day, the Fantasy Taz, the Long Island Rage, George Kurtz. Uh, final segment of this show. We'll be back at the top of next hour with Weekend Fantasy Update there, uh, Jim. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We lose hey, it today. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, the DailyRoto.com partnership with Data Golf is back for 2019 with all new premium fantasy golf and betting tools. Check out the all new lineup optimizer with custom settings and advanced grouping, customizable projections for FanDuel and DraftKings, ownership projections, PGA finish probabilities, and simulator, outright and top 20 market betting tools, head-to-head and three-ball betting tools, PGA pro tip, subscriber chat, and more. Go to dailyroto.com, click on Go Premium, choose Golf, and then enter promo code GOLF19 for a 10% discount. That's dailyroto.com, click on Go Premium, click on Golf, and enter promo code GOLF19 for a 10% discount. A uh, good segment with uh, Cam Stewart. Hey, uh, George, uh, give us your take on uh, like. Keys to the game uh, for on Sunday. Uh, I don't. Know. What are we thinking here for uh, the early game? Well, the early game. I mean, 
Both teams, I think, are going to try to establish the run game with Gordon and Michelle. I don't know if going to be. Charges Patriots, yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if either one's going to be successful there. I think mm-hmm. the, I mean, it's the other team knows it. All right, Brady, he's had problems off and on this year. I think the extra week off is certainly big for this team, huge for this team. It's why I think they win the game. Uh, I mean, I think this is a. You know, this is a, another week in the regular season. I probably would go with the Chargers here. Chargers haven't lost away from home. Assume we can even right. call that home. Right. right. Uh, whatever whatever you want to call. California. Yeah. Right. If you want to call a staple center. Who's eating, man? I'm hungry. <laughs> That's not fair. Uh, but uh, Char- Chargers haven't lost. So I, I think it's going to be a very good game. I, I truly do. And I like the, Char- the Chargers' chances in this game. I said it earlier in the show. The reason I'm taking the uh, Patriots until someone beats them, I'm taking them. All right, until someone proves me you can beat New England in Foxborough, I'm taking them. Uh, if you're a conspiracy theorist, I mean, we all think the Colts have a pretty good chance. Let's say the Colts upset the Chiefs today. All right, mm-hmm. they beat the Chiefs. Do you think the NFL wants any chance of a the championship game, the AFC championship game being played in the Staples Center next week? Not going to happen. So yeah. uh, I'm sure the, the Patriots may get a couple extra calls for that reason. But it's also mm-hmm. why I think Jim mentioned it uh, talking with Cam, and I, I said it earlier in the show. Well, maybe it was the last show. I forget which one I said it. But there's been some talk. talk there's been <laughs> but I some, said uh, it, damn it. <laughs> I don't remember which show. I mean, these shows all blend <laughs> in after a while. Like, you guys <laughs> have the same problem in an hour. Uh, I remember when you said it. Uh, there's been some talks about the Rose Bowl. Once again, possible the Coliseum mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, hosting the uh, championship game next week uh, in the AFC. Well, it makes sense make even it. from an economic standpoint, too. Right? Absolutely would make sense. Somewhat tickets, yeah, right? All right it's, it's close enough where, listen, it, it's not like there's a ton of Charger fans going to the Staples Center, okay? Mm-hmm. They can easily do that. I think it makes, uh, I'd be shocked, shocked, mm-hmm. I tell you. If the Chargers host the AFC Championship game and it's still played uh, at Staples, I think they'll definitely. Oh, it won't. It, it absolutely mm-hmm. won't happen. Right. right. They'll, they'll move. There's not so, enough uh, seat, that... seats to sell. Mm-hmm. So and that, I like what Cam brought thing. up. Cam brought up, uh, you know, that let's face it. I mean, we don't like to to say it, but they, they, look, the Patriots do get more calls, <laughs> you know, especially at home, and for the reasons that you you brought up too. I mean, they're not not, not going to want to see uh, an AFC Championship game played in. Uh, in the Staples Center. So. so you're all taking the conspiracy side. Usually that's my job. I'm usually yeah, there you conspiracy go. You're rubbing off on us, yeah. <laughs> you're, all, you're all taking this conspiracy angle. The NFL doesn't want the Chargers to win. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> they definitely don't. And listen, and I'm, listen I, think it, I think that's fine not to want a certain team to win for business. I get that. It's when things go all of a sudden, you know, weird things go that team's direction. That's when the conspiracy <laughs> starts to come in here. Listen, I'm sure the NFL would like the Cowboys to win tonight. It's more money. All right? It's, it's, it's just the way it is. Uh, there are always teams you want to win for various reasons uh, when, you're, can, when you're in the business. I can hear the refs now. Intentional grounding. That was a running play. <laughs> oh, sorry. That was part of the script. Yeah. <laughs> I got ahead of myself. <laughs> that must be next play. I was supposed to call out. Yeah. I mean, but I really don't think it's a slam. I like. I, I, I almost like emotionally want to see the Chargers win. Uh, I, I think they cover. I'm not 100 percent sure that they win. The thing is. Uh, you look at Melvin Gordon, man, and uh, like I said, dealing with a knee sprain. Uh, I said it earlier that uh, he might be playing with uh, braces on on both legs. You know, uh, Keenan Allen uh, probably has some residual effects from his uh, hip injury. I'm just worried about 
them getting players on the field. I mean, you know, Hunter Henry officially activated, but who like who really care? Like, how, how many snaps could he play? You know, so I, I'm just a little concerned with uh, the Chargers. You know, uh, able to field a, a healthy team. And then also, uh, when you look at uh, Philip Rivers, uh, much worse versus man uh, coverage in zone. The Patriots uh, play man at uh, the NFL's highest rate. So you have a, a little bit of a of a, an issue there as well. So yeah, we'll see what happens. But uh, so your final take, uh, Mr. Kurtz? Oh, in this game, I got the Patriots. Listen, I, yeah, I got yep. the Patriots. Okay. Until someone can beat them in Foxborough. I, I yeah. honestly think the Chargers are probably the better team overall. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. this is, once again, the week off, playing at home. The edge goes towards the Patriots here. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I, want, I want the Chargers to win. I do. I really do. Yeah, I think every, I'm, I'm not everyone, but yeah, yeah. a lot of people. I, I have nothing against the Patriots. They're, they're the I mean, sentimental uh, favorite. I know, but I know a lot of people hate the Patriots because they're the Patriots. You know, they're the villain, mm-hmm. and right. I, I get that. But I don't really. I mean, as a Cowboy fan, they've done nothing to me. You know, <laughs> it's not, not like we've never played lost them in the Super Bowl where I could uh, hate them. You know, us either. Giants and fans. as a Giants fan, but they've done nothing to us. <laughs> we we <laughs> love to play them in the Super Bowl. <laughs> but at least you played them, so I understand the hatred there. But uh, I, I, I don't have nothing no, against no, no, them. Hey, I don't. We love. We love. We love them. We you know, know we're going to beat them. The flake gate, spy gate, uh, yeah, he, yeah, they did it, and uh, you know, I guess that could anger some people too. They they did both. Mm-hmm. Uh, See, but, for uh, me, I, I get I get what everybody's talking about. I mean, the Patriots at home, and you know, never they've won all eight games this year, and you know, Rivers has never. Been, I get all of that, but mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, uh, you know, the charges are there's no if ands or buts. They are a better team overall. From mm-hmm. start to finish, they are a better team. Brady has not played a great season. I'm not saying he can't have a great game. He obviously can. We saw that a few weeks ago where he came in, you know, bombed it away and went nuts. So we mm-hmm. know he can do that. I just think the one way you know you can beat Brady is to get in his face early. Yes. And, you know, get him out of that comfort zone, get him out of that pocket, and you could really start to disrupt his game. And what mm-hmm. I saw last week from Ingram uh, on the defensive side for the Chargers was a guy who was just playing. Well, mm-hmm. Bosa we, you know, really know. But we Ingram was the guy last him. week who yeah. was just disrupting everything. And I mm-hmm. think he these two guys are going to be in his face all game, and I mm-hmm. think he's going to start having issues. He's going to start getting happy feet, moving around, and he's going to make mistakes. And, I, you know, I, I understand all the numbers pointing to them winning once again. I get the fact that they get plays called. I just think the Chargers are coming in with, you know, the fact that we want this finally, we're going to get it for Rivers, and I think they take it. Yeah. And agree with you in terms of, you know, you need to pressure Brady. But look at this. Week 8 last season, Chargers pressured uh, Brady 23 times on 50 dropbacks. That was the most pressures Brady faced all season long. And they sacked him three times. Pat still ended up winning the game, 21-13. That wasn't the same team, though. I get get, Believe me, I understand all the logic behind taking yeah. New England, and I'm not going to fault anybody for yeah. wanting to go that way. Yeah. I'm just saying I think this is a chance where the best team finally wins. I'm actually taking uh, the charges with the points, but I just think that Patriots could could you know eke out this win. So, But we'll see. Uh, hey, George, uh, you're not going to be joining us the next hour, but uh, why don't you give us your take on the Eagles-Saints? What's, what's your keys to that game with the uh, Saints home favored by eight? Over under 51, uh, the legend of uh, Nick Foles. Is it, will it continue? 
You know, I mentioned last week, the one game I felt most confident about as far as anything, gambling, uh, or how, I, I felt I knew what the, how it was going to go, was the Chicago Bears-Eagles game. That's the game I uh-huh. definitely dropped the most money on. <laughs> I, liked, uh, what I, I, like, I certainly liked what happened here. Uh, I, I, said it, I said it earlier today. You know, last week on Thursday, oh, I, I like the Eagles a lot here. I'm going to take the, uh, whatever it was, 5.6 points. On Friday, mm-hmm. talking with Gabe and Cam, and they liked the same thing. I felt even more confident. By Saturday, I liked the Eagles straight up. By Sunday, I was counting my money because I knew the Eagles <laughs> were going to win, and they did. And on Monday, my wife found out, and I didn't get the house. <laughs> anyway. So uh, all that money went to her. So I feel sort of similar here, but for the Saints, I think this is the one game where the Nick Foles train comes to an end here. It's been a magical ride here. Good for him. He's, he's going to make himself a lot of money in the offseason. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think the Eagles are going to franchise him. I don't see that happening, so they'll trade him. Or he'll be released, and away he goes, and he'll start for a new team here. But I just think the ride ends here. I, I, I think the Saints, once again, week off in that dome. You're going to need to score 30-plus points to beat them, and I don't think the Eagles can do that. I think they can score somewhat. You know, 20s wouldn't shock me at all, but it wasn't like Foles played all that great last week. I know it was the Bears' defense, great defense. I get it. But uh, mm-hmm. Foles wasn't, didn't look all that great either. I think the Saints mm-hmm. will uh, win fairly easily tomorrow, and the spread, more importantly, is down to eight points, which I like mm-hmm. a lot. Now, if it was, a double, if it was still at 10, I'd have my doubts. Right. Here's an interesting stat. The last four times the Saints have faced Jim Schwartz as a defensive coordinator. Now, it was only once with the Eagles last year, uh, earlier this year, but the three other times before that was when he was uh, D.C. with uh, Detroit. Um, in those games, the Saints have won all four, and they've had an average of 42.3 points scored uh, against mm. his defense. And we know that their their secondary is – you know, Avante Maddox, Craven LeBlanc, and Razul Douglas. Uh, hello. <laughs> hello. Uh, you know, Drew Brees is saying, mm, yeah, okay, let's see. Who am I going to pick on today? Um, mm. So, you know, look, I like the points. I think the points are too much just because Foles uh, is going to throw the ball all day long. And he's going yeah, to have some success against mm-hmm. his secondary. He is. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not going to be able to run on him. They're probably not even going to try to run more than 15 times in this game. You know, I think we see a lot of, you know, short passes and bubble screens and things like that. But I also think they take a, quite a few deep shots here and try to go down the field on, on this defense. So, you know, I like the points. I just don't think they could beat New Orleans. Mm. Hey, uh, do you think that the Saints might be a team of destiny this season? This is from sportsinteraction.com. Listen to this. No. 2009. No, you're not going to cover your ears? No. <laughs> 2009. No, I'm saying no. I don't think they're a team of destiny, but go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, listen to these, uh, this, this, uh, these odd figures, facts, whatever. Uh, 2009. Uh, the uh, Saints won the Super Bowl, right? They finished 13-3, and NFC top seed, led the NFL in point differential. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Uh, right, right? You saw that one, right? Uh, yeah. Saints, three losses, Dallas, Tampa Bay, and Carolina. This season, Saints again, 13-3, and NFC, NFC's top seed, led the NFL in point differential. Both, year, both of those years, seasons, sixth in rushing. And their three losses were again to Dallas, Tampa Bay, and Carolina. Are they a team of destiny or what? What do you think, George? Uh, you, you know, you search long and hard enough, you'll always find stats like this. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you, you well, will. This, well, this this is a tough one to find, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, listen, I, I saw this too. It's curious. It's fun. Uh, you know, I, I get it. Do I think the Saints are going to win the game? Sure. Do I think they're a team of destiny? No. And if you're going to believe stats, okay, well, because of that Saints win. <laughs> Dallas hasn't won a road, game, a road playoff game in the last six <laughs> tries. Okay? Knock out Dallas. We already said. 
KC can't win at home, right? Indianapolis, yeah, yeah. many wins as KC. Forget KC. That game's uh-huh. over. Patriots always win, so why watch the games? Yeah. It's over. <laughs> now, we know who it's going to be. It may end up working out that way, where it's the Rams, Saints, Patriots, and Colts. It may very well. But uh, to say they're a team of destiny, I said, it's a fun stat. I saw it early in the week as well. It's a, it, was, it was like, wow, that, that is weird. It's certainly yeah. weird. But no, I don't think they're a team of destiny. But I, I think they win tomorrow. Hmm. I, I love those kind of stats because they are fun. And somebody hmm. wasted a lot of time to figure that out. Um, right? <laughs> uh, but, you know, it, it, again, it's what I always say. You can make stats say anything you want them to say. <laughs> lies, damn lies, and statistics. That's right. Um, so, but I do like those kind of things. They're, I find them interesting. Just the fact hmm. that somebody sat down and figured it all out. Yeah. You know, on, on the third Sunday in February, yeah, yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, when it's 30 degrees or less and there's mm-hmm. a slight overcast in the sky and there's <laughs> you know birds on the top of the stadium, this team is going to win by seven points. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. I'll plunk my bet down right now. Uh, uh, George, what did you think of the, uh, the methods uh, Sean Payton used to uh, – <laughs> Motivate his team. <laughs> Lay it out I like all that stuff. Two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars and right? the uh, and a replica. Lombardi. Oh, actually, and the and the real Lombardi Trophy. And he had, won it, yeah, right? with four on guards. By the way, he did have four on guards. <laughs> That's not like you know. Bill Parcells was famous for that, and Peyton's a disciple of that. Where you know he had the cheese, the mouse traps, all over the place. <laughs> Maybe not to that extent. You know, having 225 grand. Uh, but uh, I, I like all that stuff. It just always amazes me that professional athletes need that kind of thing. You need to be told that this is what's at stake for winning the Super Bowl. Really? <laughs> I mean, it's I, nice I think to see I know. It in person. It's nice to see it in person. You know, have it. I would, look, I, I, it is what it is. I, I'm not defending it or not defending it. It is what it is. You know, it, it seems to work for poker tournaments, having that big mm. money there in front of these guys. And, you know, people watching the show seem to like that. Seeing all that money sitting there that these guys are going to win. So, you know, it is what it is. But, again, it's just another contest. You know, you want this? Win me three more freaking games. And, mm. and, I, and I can see a team doing that. I got no problem with it. Uh, it's just, you know, interesting. It's just another ploy. Mm. All right. So what are you doing the rest of the day there, George? Yeah. Uh, well, d- during your show, I'll be, I'll be listening to your show for at least the first uh, hour because I'll be at the gym. And I so we can't say anything bad about you, okay? Well, you can. I'll just curse you out at no. the gym and, you know, fall <laughs> for the machine or two. And then, uh, then coming home, watch, watching the hockey games, Islanders Rangers this afternoon before I get ready for football all day. There Wife and go. children right. are out, man. This is going to be a good day for me. They have some birthday party. They're gone. All right. Well, it was a lot of fun working with you again, uh, George. I'm sure it won't be the last. Enjoy the games this weekend. And, uh, hey, out there, stick around. Me and Jim will be back. Weekend Fantasy Update. Coming up right after this.